And welcome to episode 207 of Comic Book Queers Legacy. Evil Jeff, are you there? I'm here. Um, Happy Thwippings, everybody. Uh, Evil Jeff and I have seen Spider-Man No Way Home. We are very excited. I am anyway. I haven't checked in with you if you are excited to talk about it. I am very excited. I have lots of things to discuss. Ooh, good, because we're going to do that, and then buckle up, everyone, because it is our best of 2021 episode, where we will be going over the best and some of the worst things of 2021. Yes. How does that sound? Woohoo! I know, this is the last podcast of the year. The last podcast. buckle up, bitches. It's going to be... Buckle up, bitches. A bumpy ride. Ooh. Um, on three, Evil Jeff, should we say whether we loved it or hated it? Yes. It being Spider-Man No Way Home? <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. One, two, three. Loved, loved it. it. I mean, how are you not going to? I mean, how? They how had to, what they a gift. They had to fucked it up so badly. Santa came early. This, I am so thrilled. I'm just going to say this. off our year. Is that I also saw it with a bunch of people that were not spoiled because some of the reactions of people showing up in this movie there were just genuine like no way what oh me my too god and i'm like and it was so joyful <laughs> i know right but it was and great because it was, it was so like joyful. oh that's what i wish i could have that reaction but i, I know <laughs> it was a theatrical experience akin to avengers endgame I never thought I would see a movie that came close to Endgame and and what it was like to be in that theater the first time. This one came close. Yeah. Yeah. It was Let's really talk good. About it. I cried. I did cry of a few times. My mask was kind of soaking wet when I left the theater. Yes. And I will I'm just going to also throw this out there. I did not watch what? any of the Andrew Garfield movies. Oh, okay. And wow. I also turned off Stopped watching Spider-Man 3 because I thought it was really bad. The Tobey Maguire one. It, it is. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So I was realizing, oh, shit, I'm going into this missing a little bit. There's a few references I might not get because I did not watch everything. But I got the gist because I knew the gist of what happens. I know fucking Gwen Stacy bites it. Yeah, oh, I mean, the way, that's the big that's the spoilers, big thing you need to know. Spoilers, everybody. We're gonna spoilers be, abound. We're spoiling the fuck out of this. But of course we are. We always do. Yeah, we're spinning a big web of spoilers. All right, let's talk about it. So the movie picks up right where the left, last one left off. Yes. Times Square, Peter and MJ, big screens, J. Jonah Jameson, Peter Parker as Spider-Man. Yeah, and it looks like like the world, not only do they immediately know, he is out in public when it happens, so everyone is now just following him, and they immediately figure out where he lives. Like, it's almost instantaneously, helicopters are outside of his house, and the whole world knows who he is. Yeah, Aunt May's place is surrounded by New Yorkers. My first favorite character in this movie was the big girl who went to take his mask off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and she's like, he, he hit was me, he hit me. He hit me, Spider-Man hit me. I was like, she is so today. 
<laughs> she is so of the times, that fucking bitch. The hey oh hit me bitch. God. Oh my God. I have to say though, something felt different to me immediately. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. He felt more like a traditional classic kind of Peter Parker. He felt more like a comic book Peter Parker to me from the beginning. Really? He did. I'm not sure why. That's very fascinating. I don't know why you would... Um, I don't know why you would think that because I feel... Um, I don't know. I feel he was more... Because he wasn't like more quippy or anything. Yeah. It might have been the circumstances. It might have been him with like the longish hair in his t-shirt and boxers, like having to run around Aunt May's apartment and hide. When they walk in on him taking the costume off. He's jacked. He's jacked the fuck out. I I I mean, he was jacked in the first one. I mean, now you're like, oh, this is why Zendaya, how could she not be like, oh yeah. How could she not? That body. He's sticking it in me. My... My jaw hit the floor when he had no shirt on. Because I've seen Tom Holland with no shirt on before. It's great. Of course, it's great. But this. Yeah. He, he beefy. Oh, so hot. Yeah. He's so becoming a man. Hot. Well, but that's the thing is. So now it, it turns out that Spider-Man is being blamed for everything. But is he going to go to jail for all of this? No, he. No, he he's, gets, he's. He gets lawyered up. <laughs> he lawyers up. And who's his fucking lawyer? It's fucking Matthew Murdoch. Matt Murdoch, the daredevil from the Marvel TV show. People lost their shit. This is the first time people lost their shit in the movie theater. Lost their shit. And the entrance is so abrupt, it grabs you by the throat. His cane just whips out. Mm-hmm. And you're like, ah, ah, ah. Yeah, I, I was not prepared. I was not ready. I mean, I was prepared. I saw the leaked photo, but I was not ready in the moment. Although it's funny how then someone throws a brick through the window and he just catches it. Best line. Best line in the movie. <laughs> and they're like, how'd you do that? How'd you do that? He's like, I'm a really good lawyer. <laughs> I'm a really good lawyer. Uh, but welcome back, it's Charlie. It's so funny where then I was like, in reality, it was played for funny, but in reality, I'd be like, um, no. Does anyone know? Does he have superpowers? Like, what's going on right. here? <laughs> yeah, the only thing that, um, the only kind of nasty byproduct of having Charlie Cox in there so early is I kind of was waiting for Daredevil the rest of the movie. Yeah. I mean, not the whole time, but I, part of my brain was like, are we going to see the red suit? Well, no? my boyfriend started getting angry at the end. Of this movie, which we'll get to later, because he wanted pretty much every fucking character show up. Yeah, your boyfriend gets so angry about TV and movies. <laughs> it needs to stop. I know. It's abusive. But I'll get to it later once we get to some later reveals of what okay. he was getting mad that wasn't being revealed. And I'm like, can you sure. just let it go? Like, come on. They're not going to reveal. Yeah. They're not going to bring every character character from the Marvel Universe into this goddamn movie. Um, I actually empathize with that because I went into this movie convinced that the mid-credits scene was going to be Deadpool. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, that's... Yeah. I, I really thought this movie was going to be how Deadpool got into the MCU. Yeah. Also, I will, yeah, that'll be my one complaint is the post credit scene. Um, oh, not me, but okay, we'll okay, talk. We'll talk. Um, but now we start to, you know, typical Spider-Man, Peter Parker stuff. They're not getting into MIT, them being him, MJ, and Ned. And it's a problem. It's a catalyst. Their dreams are destroyed. 
So Peter has to do something. Yes. And so he visits the doctor. Yeah, so he visits Doctor Strange. So all of this is because he didn't get into MIT. And I like that. First of all, it's like, go fuck yourself, Peter Parker. How dare you try to mess with the fabric of reality? But then who does he ask? Of course, Doctor Strange. And this is what I felt was set up really well. Everyone's like, the Doctor Strange would never do this. He's the, you know, he's the Sorcerer Supreme. Uh, And that's where you're like, oh, he's not. Or is he? He's He's not not the Sorcerer Supreme. Wong is the Sorcerer Supreme because of the blip. And so he's kind of like, whatever. And then the spell that he wants to do to make everybody forget, he's done it before. So he's, he's, done like, it before. he's like, oh yeah, I did it it's before. It's no big deal. It's no big deal. It's fine. He didn't do it with a distraction like Peter Parker. Yes. And this time he did, and the distraction proves to be too much, and the spell goes horribly awry. And I really liked kind of the why. It was like, we were supposed to make everyone forget you were Spider-Man. But instead, it got fucked up, and now everyone in the multiverse who knows your Spider-Man, like moths to a flame, has been attracted to this spell. Yes, pulled into our universe, and that includes pretty much every villain from all of the past movies. Yes, um, and including some that don't know Peter Parker as Spider-Man. Maybe we'll get to that at the end. Oh, okay. I see where you're going with that. Sure. Yep. (laughs) Another little complaint I have about the movie. But, um, yeah, so we start with Doc Ock. And this is just a great fight scene. Great fight scene. Not only is he having to fight, but then the person whose life is in danger is the girl that could get him. The woman that could get him into MIT. The MIT lady. (laughs) And she's like, you're going to get into MIT now. You and your friends. Because you saved me. But honestly, Alfred Molina coming back as Doc Ock. What a joy. What a pleasure. What a great fight. And what a great outcome. Doc Ock has never fought the Iron Manificationized Spider-Man before. And so he pulls the costume off and incorporates into his own. The nanotechnology into the tentacles. But unfortunately, the side effect means Peter Parker can now control Right. His uh, tentacles. So rendering him completely powerless. The iron manification of the MCU Spider-Man pays off. But Doctor Strange discovers the spell and basically, oh, and then the, oh, and then the Green Goblin shows up. Yeah, but they're quickly teleported away by Doctor Strange right when the Green Goblin shows up. It was kind of confusing. I was like, wait, what just happened? And then Strange showed up. I was like, oh. Doctor Strange happened. Yeah, so basically he's telling him how it's like, uh uh-oh, all these people that knew Peter Parker in the multiverse, like, you need to, like, we need to figure this out. Of course, he's like, well, I need my Scooby-Doo gang, which Doctor Strange literally is like, Scooby-Doo the shit out of this. Um, And it's, like, fantastic. Great. It's great. There's, like, now we have to, and a little bit of a hunt is on. Now you have to get all the multiversal men. And the thing that's funny is this is happening during Christmas. In New York. Do you know what else is happening in 2021 in Christmas in New York? Not the Rockettes. Hawkeye. Oh, yeah, Hawkeye. So in oh, my fun. head, I was like, all of this is happening the same time. Right. That all the stuff in Hawkeye is happening, which is just like, that oh, I would pleasing. In I would have loved like, just like a trust a bro moving truck, you know, to drive by in one exactly, shot. Exactly, exactly. But I mean, well, we should mention Hawkeye because gosh, 
the synchronicity of two character reveals happening, one in Spider-Man and one in Hawkeye, very well planned, Marvel, because you've got Daredevil in Spider-Man, and then who did we get in Hawkeye? Nothing. Someone named Kingpin? Uh, yeah, heard of him, Daredevil. Was, and was, <laughs> that, of him. was that Vince D'Onofrio in that picture there? Sure was. Mm-hmm. And then also, I know we said we weren't going to talk about other things, but um, did we also not call that the mommy was the bad guy? <laughs> oh, she's so bad. She's so bad. Also, was that macaroni scene between Florence Pugh and Haley Steinfeld not the best fucking shit ever? But it was ruined by guess who? My boyfriend. Hot, too much hot sauce? Oh. Who then made it? He's like, yeah, it's a shame they weren't in the scene together. And I'm like, what? And he's like, oh it. god, he's kill like, me. Rewatch it. They're I'm only done. Doing I'm not. He's like, they're only doing like using all of his storyboard magic. It was like, oh, there's never a shot of them together. I'm never watching anything with Joe <laughs> ever. Ever. He's like, yeah, they are, they did not shoot that at the same time. And then that was like, well, oh, they're such so good great. actresses that it's, it felt of like course, they did. It's great. It's great. Um, so. so but Spider-Man. Back to Spider-Man. Then we get we get Jamie Foxx Electro. Another thing that I thought succeeded about this movie is they're like, you know, this is Jamie Foxx, right? Like, we, like something Amazing Spider-Man 2 did not do, which was like, remember that Jamie Foxx is a comedic actor. Yes. They were like, no, he won an Oscar for Ray Charles. We should make this dramatic. Make it dramatic. It's Jamie like, Foxx. No, he was um, in Living Color, bitches. He was Wanda, bitches. Wanda, gross. <laughs> I remember Wanda. Oh, my God. I'm ready I to her. go. Oh, yeah. no, you didn't. Oh, no, he did. Oh, no, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good character. Um, although, but that's the thing is now we're getting, uh, what's the lizard dude's name? Lizard. Lizard. Okay, there we go. So Lizard and Electro, I did not watch any of those. So I right. was like. Those so a lot of the references that some people were laughing at. I'm like, okay, I guess that happened in the movie. Yeah, and so anytime you like, they did a lot with Jamie Foxx falling into the vat of electric eels to become Electro. I, like, thank you for making fun of that. I think I counted three times in the movie <laughs> where they made fun of that. Perfect. And just to give you an idea of how bad that first Amazing Spider-Man is, the villain is Lizard. Yeah. Who cares? Like that's it. Who, Who cares? Gives a shit? And um, wait, so is Lizard in the second one too? No. Who kills Gwen Stacy in in the second Amazing Spider-Man? Dane DeHaan as a as the Green Goblin, who thank oh. God they did not bring into this movie. Okay, well they can't have two different Green Goblins, but um, they did bring Sandman from. Is that the third one, the third Spider-Man movie? Yeah, from the third Toby. Uh, Tom, it's, by which it's the is, guy from Wings. And uh, yes, William, William Thomas Hayden Church. Yes. Who uh, gets a very bad CGI face in the end of the movie, but whatever. Yeah, and also no lines of dialogue. Like they, him and Rice Ivans, I noticed they're like, we're not paying, we're only paying you this much money. So you're either going to do a voiceover to a CGI character or you're going to be really you silent. Yeah. Yeah. No speaking. Because we're giving you $5 each for this movie. <laughs> That's all we can afford. So, uh, yeah. So all of them are kind of trapped. And uh, Doctor Strange is like, okay, well, now I'm going to zap them. But then they realized all of these characters um, died in their movies. Yeah. They're sending them to their deaths if they go back. Although, their... did Sandman die? No. Actually, Sandman winds up blowing away. He never... Notice they never bring up... Like, 
him saying, I don't want to die. It's yeah, always yeah, about yeah, him yeah. getting back, okay, getting back to his daughter. Say, I don't think it's him either. But then it was Because he's of, not a villain in... Yeah, no. the, he's a villain at first, but he redeems in yeah. the middle of the movie. But the thing is, although part of me was like, Topher Grace would have been interesting. But then you can't have more yeah. than one Venom. But anyway. Yeah. And of we'll course, they that. probably would have wanted to have uh, James Franco... But someone's been canceled. You can't. No, there's so, women on that set. Yeah, so that's not happening. Well, there's not not women on the set. They also wanted to bring back Mary Jane and Gwen Stacy, but that didn't happen either. Um, that's where my boyfriend was like, "I want to see this person. I want to see this person." It was like they no, they they're bringing a lot of people back. Let's just be happy. Um, sure. But Doctor Strange is like, well, fuck it. We need can't fuck with the fabric of reality. I'm going to press this button. We're, they're all going to die. And then Spider-Man being the goody-goody that he is, I would have just let them all die. I would have I been know. like, yeah, you're right. That's why you're not Spider-Man. <laughs> because also, if he just said, okay, he, someone else wouldn't have died. Yeah. Yeah. But Although it was her idea that made him decide not to do it because they got the yes. green goblin and the green goblin was in his good guy personality. Yeah. He was normanized. Person. He was like just poor, sick Norman Osborne, not Osborne Osborne. Yeah. And also, can we just talk about, I know that they were de-aged a little bit, so it's, it's definitely hard to like act. I don't de-aging. think Defoe was. Do you think he wasn't? I feel like he was. I think he just bit, looks, cause he's like a hundred and maybe no, he's 66, but he, when you're 66, you're going to be like, 66 is not that old. But he is a great villain. Oh. He's such a, I forgot, like, oh, yeah, he was a great, he's a great actor. His Green, like Goblin Green Goblin yeah, persona scary is and creepy and evil. fucking awesome. Yeah. And what I, lo- I'll bring this up later, what I loved about this movie and everybody who returned, except for Jamie Foxx, they all essentially did what they did in prior roles, but just turned it up a little bit. Like, they just... They just heightened it a little bit. And two characters in particular, who we will talk about soon. But first, it turns out that taking villains in and trying to do right by them, even though your aunt mother figure tells you it's the right thing to do, maybe it's not the right thing to do. Yeah, like, oh, let's take these villains in. Do you think anything could possibly go wrong? Um, Of course something's going to go wrong. You have fucking four different chances for it to go wrong. Ethically, it was the right thing to do, but like logistically, not the right thing to do. Yeah, no. I would have been like, how many people have you all murdered? And no, you can die. (laughs) So this, though, was one of my favorite moments in this movie. And it's not one that gets a lot of buzz in the uh, in the in the thought pieces that followed the movie. When Peters, he gets this deeply troubling spider sense. And he cl- like he has to close his eyes. And you see that he's surrounded by the Sinister Six, essentially. Yeah. And his spider sense is going very deep. And he's disturbed. And he's trying to, like, follow the feeling. And then suddenly just shoots a web at Norman Osborn's hand. Norman was about to do something. Yeah. And catches that it's not Norman. It's the Goblin. Yeah. And this is when all hell breaks loose. And basically all of them start to fight. The only one that's good now is they're able to, he's able to fix Doc Ock. Now here's the one thing is he's like, I want to heal all these people. 
I don't understand how that, this is my one thing about the movie, healing them, how is healing them going to make them not be dead when they return to their world? Well, if you, like, they probably will stop fighting. You know, like, Doc Ock, when he goes back, he's going to be like, whoa, 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 I'm, I'm cool, I'm cool. Like, can we please stop? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. All of them, like, Lizard goes back, he's going to be like, I'm just a dude. See, I thought it would just return back to the present and they're dead. <laughs> I no, guess that's what I was the, thinking. <laughs> it was moments before they died. Okay, is where okay, they got okay, from. okay. All right, all right, all right. Okay. All right, I guess I will. Right. Okay, that, that I, okay. I like your explanation. Are we allowed? We can Thank go you. On. <laughs> it wasn't mine, it was theirs. <laughs> Um, and meanwhile, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jonah Jameson, is that? J. Jonah Jameson. J. Jonah Jameson is is filming everything, following him. He's outside. And then he films all of this hell breaking loose. All of them are escaping. All of them are fighting. Doc Ock has been healed. So he's on the, he's like a good guy now. But he gets taken out by Electro yeah, because of it. Electro's like, fuck this. I want the power. Um, I want the Stark react the arc reactor, which yeah. he takes, and then Green Goblin just goes full evil, and then I, I forgot that Green Goblin had superhuman strength. Yes, but he does, and damn, they are beating the shit out of each other. I mean, like WWE suplexes through like floors of a building. Good yeah. fight. And meanwhile, um. Aunt May is trying to run away, but unfortunately she's running away right to the part where they end up crashing. And right. as he flies off, he throws a bomb and everybody's exploded. And I was well, like, what? He gets, well, what he does is he, he oh, knocks May over with the glider. With the glider. And, and that she gets visual sliced. of it. You're just kind of like, I was like, oh, she's dead. But then she's not dead. Oh. And then she's getting up. And I'm like, oh, okay. And Kudos then, to Marissa Tomei. And then she gives the speech where I I cried. <laughs> she, oh yeah. She gives <laughs> oh, yeah. the Uncle Ben speech, and then I'm like, oh fuck, she's about to die. <laughs> oh yeah. Because she's giving she sure the Uncle. Is. I'm tearing up right now thinking about it. As Me too. As soon as she started saying it, I was like, oh fuck, she's gonna give the speech. No. And you could hear the audience being like, oh no. No oh, fuck. And she says, with great power comes great responsibility. And then she fucking bites it. She fucking dies. Oh. Like, it's really emotional. Uh, uh, I mean, I love where the character of Peter Parker in the MCU winds up at the end of this movie. I, But like, and I'm kind of glad there's going to be no Aunt May. But, yeah. oh my God. Sad. Oh my God. Also... People have told me she is a horrible person to work with. No, yeah. don't tell me this. Yes. I um, have some people that uh, have said that, who was it? What were they on? They were no, I can't. I can't. And no. she was extremely condescending and really mean to all of the, like, like the caterers and, like, to all the lowly people. She was, like, really mean. Ah. Marissa. Come on, Marissa. Get it together. Oh, my God. Get it together, girl. Um, so we are crestfallen at this point as an audience. We are, we, are in the, we are in the pit of despair. If only something would come along and lift our spirits. But only... Which it now, has to be something very powerful. Which now takes us to um, uh, Ned and... Uh, MJ 
they've taken the box to send everybody back. They've stolen that away. Oh, we forgot to mention Doctor Strange and, and uh, Spider-Man have an awesome fight in the mirror world. Fantastic fight. There is amazing. And Peter wins. Peter wins. So he takes the the contraption to send everybody back. He gives it to MJ and he's like, you know, if something fucked up happens, press the button. But otherwise, let me heal everybody first and you get away and hold it, keep it safe. So she's kind of like, I'm, I, we haven't heard from him. We're looking at the news. The whole building was in, blew up. We need to press the fucking button. And I'm like, yeah, you do. But then Ned's like, but we they can don't. just figure out where Spider-Man is. But Ned has taken Doctor Strange's ring. The sling ring. And then a spark happens. And he's like, find me Peter Parker. Find me Peter Parker. He opens up a portal to Peter Parker. And there's and, Spider-Man. And everybody starts. This Everyone is, starts going, no. This is oh one of the most amazing parts of seeing. Like, you can't get this seeing this at home. No, Listening no, no. A theater full of people lose their collective shit, especially these people that are not realizing that this was going to happen. Yes. In comes Andrew Garfield's <gasps> Spider-Man. And let me tell you something. Andrew Garfield stole the show in this movie. He was really good. The worst Spider-Man stole the... He ate this movie up. He well, that's when up. you realized it wasn't about him. It was about the, the script. Yeah. He was a good Spider-Man in a bad movie. Yeah. So he, now he's a good Spider-Man in a good movie, and he shows up. MJ and Ned are like, who the fuck are you? You know, he starts crawling around the ceiling. And then, of course, I'm sitting between my boyfriend and my boyfriend's brother, both of them Filipino. And there's all these <laughs> jokes in Tagalog. And I'm like, this is so unfair. Yeah. And they're kind of laughing. I find out later... <laughs> Oh God! They were not laughing because they could understand it. They were laughing because because it wasn't because they were like, "Who wrote the script to that?" I'm like, "What do you mean?" They were like, like "It wasn't." They were like, "Both of they're like clearly that woman speaks fluent Tagalog, but the lines she was saying is not how a human Filipino speaks." <laughs> Jesus! And they were like, they were like, "We think the person who wrote this." is not Filipino and just Google translated. They just like Google translated and, yeah. and entered that oh, in God. and then they forced that woman to say the lines from exactly from the script. Well, that's not okay. Because <laughs> they were laughing because they were like, what is she, why is she talking what? like that? Like, they're like, why did she say the words in that order? That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a little treat that oh, I got afterwards. Oh, no. But um, but I do the cobweb bit was hilarious. Hilarious, especially where she's like, "Prove your Spider Man," and then he just like jumps and touches the ceiling. She's like, "You need to crawl." I think this is enough. No, that's not enough. You need to crawl. This is enough. Like it was so fucking funny. So oh. funny. So good. Because did we talk? And about then they're like, also just Andrew Garfield. Did you see Tick Tick Boom? I sure did. He's so good in that. I think he'll probably get nominated for an Oscar for that. Like, he's, oh, I think he'll win. He, you think he's gonna win? Well, I don't know. You've got King Richard in the mix. You've True. got Will Smith. But yeah. I will say, uh, yeah, he's just he's just so great. But then it's just like, well, let's try it again. Let's find another fucking spider. Let's try it again. And that's what people really were like, oh, my God, please, please. Oh, my God, please. And it happens. Toby. And there is just one fucking frat bro who was just fucking 
just far away. It was just like, no, fuck, what the fuck? Like, it was just, he, this dude, his head was exploding. Exploding. Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man fucking shows up looking uh, so sexy. He looks great. He's yes. So fucking sexy. Yeah. And he, like, just, so, to, this is the heightening thing. Like, Andrew heightened up his, like, punkiness, and Toby heightened up his aw shucksness, and it just worked so well. But here's well. the thing, is, like, this this older daddy, aw shucks Toby Maguire, this jokey, sexy Andrew Garfield um, Spider-Man, like, I'm if you had to marry, fuck, kill these three Spider-Men, who would you oh, choose? forget it. I don't oh my know. God, marry, do. fuck, kill the three Spider-Men. All right. I would have to I'm gonna do it I'm gonna marry Toby fuck Andrew and kill Tom I think I'd have to fuck Tom and kill Andrew but begrudgingly yeah I'd be very distraught about it yeah oh my god well anyway so these two that's tough and so these Spider-Mans realize oh if this was happening to us we'd be going to our sad place and 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 so where's his MJ's like oh I know where it is where 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 was it I don't know At the top of some building yeah and they meet up with him and then it's all three Spider Mans together and it's just a delight it's a delight and the conversation it's just so empathetic like they they just. Have you ever had somebody get you on such a level? Because <laughs> they are you. Yeah, I cried at this point too. When they're, he's just like, no, she, Aunt May died, and they're like, our Uncle Ben died because of it. Like they're like, Mike, bitch, Mike, what happened? And then, um, yeah, and then he's like, Gwen died, and then it was um, when he's like with great power, and he's like, comes great responsibility. I'm like, <laughs> yep. How did you know that? And oh, you know what's God. interesting. Tom Holland's Peter Parker had no reaction to the mention of Uncle Ben. I am dying. And Aunt May did the Uncle Ben death and the power of responsibility. I, I'm i just curious, like, what's the Uncle Ben backstory in the MCU? Well, there is in the earlier, I think it's the first one, he has a suitcase where she's like, and, yeah, and, it, has, and it has his initials. But that could just yeah. be... Barbara, like we don't know what the B stands for, right? Also, and Uncle in Ben Civil could War, have died, could have died before, like way early when he was a little kid. It, yeah, we have no idea how Ben died. Yeah, the only thing Tom says in Civil War to, when he first meets Tony, and Tony's like, "Why do you do this?" All he says is, "Because when bad things happen, and you can prevent them, but you don't. You know, that's that's like not cool." Now, to, is, so the illusion is to that to the Ben death, but but, but tagging so on vague. that is the new Spider-Man cartoon freshman year. Is that going to be Tom? Is that Tom Holland's origin story? Uh, oh, I don't know. I think it is. Could be. So I think that it would be interesting to see. Although it looks like all the animation is like from the sixties, so I thought it might be just a completely separate Spider-Man. But now that it it's like be. freshman year, maybe it is going to show his origin story because that's never been told. No, yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, because we've seen it so many times. We've never seen with him the get other bit by two. the spider. Right. It was even weird when he said to MJ, "When I got bit, by, since I got bit by that spider, I was like, oh, yeah. That happened at some point. <laughs> <laughs> that happened to you. So we've got 
the three Spider-Men together. And then of and course they all they all start doing sciencey stuff to get the sciencey stuff. They're doing the Spider-Man pointing at each other meme, which we love. Um, there's a great there's a great allusion to Ned's character. Although Ned is like a amalgam of two different characters. Of Genki Lee and yeah, Ned Leakes. And Ned yeah. Leakes. But Ned Leakes is is it's it's some iteration Leeds. with Hobgoblin. Ned Le- Leakes yeah. Leakes or in Leakes? the comics. Leeds. Leeds. Um, he's hobgoblin, so it's very funny when he's just like, "Did you have a best friend?" And he's like, "Yes, but he turned evil when he tried to, he died in my eyes when he tried to kill me." And he's like, "I'll never try to kill you, man." <laughs> but that was so funny when Toby basically just like gave away gave that plot thread of Spider Man Three, which is a horrible movie, uh, and was like, "It was really tragic." <laughs> it's like you want to be like, "No, it wasn't. It was stupid." But I guess you know, on paper, it's tragic. But um, yeah, that ah, uh, oh. yeah. Then yeah, there's just so many. It's such a hard thing to do fan service without going a little overboard. And they were just doing just the right right amounts without being a little too much. And because it was just making me just so happy, so happy to have the small talk. Of yes, like, and it's so funny. Who were the it was weirdest like, villains you've ever fought? Yeah, and it's just weird being like how d- even though Into the Spider Verse is almost the same kind of weird plot thread of other Spider Men coming in to help him fight, but this is still just so different. It's such a different take on it. It's just so weird that the two latest Spider Man movies <laughs> are this, are dealing with multiverse other Spider Men. Yeah. Yeah. But just the whole conversation on the scaffolding with his, let me crack your back, and do you, does the shit come out of your dick? And Oh, <laughs> like, yes, I forgot. Oh, that's the thing. Goo. The like, fact that Tobey Maguire, it just comes out of him and how that freaked them the fuck oh, out. I, like, I wanted a reference to that so bad, and they did it twice. There's two oh, conversations Oh, where he's just like, about- does it come out of you in other parts? And I'm like, yes, it's come. It is come. <laughs> That just comes out of you. And I got into a fight with someone about that because they were like, it was so dumb that they made that happen. And I was like, I liked it because it increased that allegory of just like how it was like his puberty. Him getting his powers was like this weird puberty allegory. And I just loved like the the inferiority complex that Andrews Peter has. And we all know why, because his were the worst movies. You yes. know? <laughs> so he says things like, oh, I'm lame. I fought a rhino, in a, like a Russian in a rhino suit. And Toby, you're not lame. Don't say you're lame. You're not, you're yeah. amazing. It's so good. <sighs> and so finally, they decide to have a battle at the Statue of Liberty, who's now under construction to have the Captain America shield attached to it. Which, by the way, Florence Pugh in Hawkeye said one of the things on her bucket list in New York is to go visit the new Statue of Liberty. Oh, you're like, huh? right. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Jesus Christ. Um, so they have the battle. Oh, and there's a Rogers the Musical billboard in No Way Home. Oh, there was? Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Um, they have the battle. And, you know, it's just so nice to see all three of them slinging in the moonlight. It was just oh. it was just great. And I love how you Which, see oh. shots from the trailer where they were digitally yeah. removed. Yeah. Yeah, like that that whole like lizard getting punched by nothing. Yeah, well, turns out it was a turns out it was a kick. Yeah, by Andrew. Yeah. Oh, it was just, 
and at that point it um the battle with the villains became like standard villain fare yeah um, fine they, they cured them yes and then uh but before that happened, there's a beautiful moment of him trying to of deciding he's going to kill the Green Goblin, and then Tobey Maguire is the one who stops him, saves his soul. With Tobey Maguire's gorgeous eyes, looks him in the eye like mm-hmm. you do not want do to not, do this. Do not cross this line. And that yeah. was when and there was um this the dude that I was talking about before. He's like, let's go fucking kill him, man. Yeah, kill him. <laughs> yeah. And then my other friend there was like, Spider-Man is not going to kill anybody. <laughs> like, right. We we all know Spider-Man is not going to fucking kill anybody. Shut the fuck up. And I love the fake out that Goblin stabs Toby from behind. And you're like, no, Toby's going to die. No, he's fine. But he's going to be. What okay. does he say? He goes, eh, I've been stabbed before. <laughs> <laughs> but then... Uh, Doctor Strange comes back, says one of my favorite lines, which I hope this is visited in the future. He's like, um, Ned, did you open a portal? Oh, And he's like, yeah. And he just goes, huh, huh. Fucking Ned might uh, be studying at the Strange Academy. (laughs) Love that. Which I think is amazing. And, uh, but then it turns out the way that the whole fabric of the multiverse is collapsing. And so I have a, I'm wondering the Dr. Strange universe, there's WandaVision, there's this, and there's Loki and there's what if Mm -hmm. there are all these different incursions on the multiverse. Yeah. Are they all connected? Are they separate or all they like happening simultaneously or all these push and pulls the reason that it had that in Loki because I feel Loki is the main one with the multiverse like that's the behind the scenes yeah although then No Way Home is a close second you know and they never really said multiverse in WandaVision the only thing they did was allude that the kids were were pulled from somewhere else exactly when she says thank you for choosing me as your mother but here's the thing that I'm wondering how much of the multiverse cracking was Peter's spell or was it just the shit with Loki <laughs> was kind right. of happening at the same time? Right, right. Food for thought. Food for thought with Jeff and Brett. Um. Anyway, I also... Uh, so in this, uh, Peter Parker... Uh, basically, Everyone gets one more date. Yeah, it's, so it's it's just like everybody has to forget who I am. But that's the thing. They have to forget. They don't forget Spider-Man. They forget. They just forget Peter, Peter Parker. Parker. Right. Um, right. And then my friend was like, why don't you just make everybody forget Spider-Man? <laughs> and then he could still have his friends. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like thinking about it. He's like, because all the good he did still you know, would have happened. And then he could have yeah. just reappeared as Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. I was like, You're oh, right. oh, interesting. Yeah, they fucked that up. <laughs> huh. Oh, well. But it basically, he gets forgotten by everyone. And MJ and Ned get into MIT. He doesn't really exist. So he's kind of starting from scratch. He visits them and decides not to tell them who he is. Which is so great. But I still would have asked her out. I would have been like, "Can I get your number?" Because she was clearly, she was clearly. <laughs> no, she's on her way to M. She's yeah. on her way to MIT. Um, but then he fucking decides to go back to the red and blues. The old red and blue. He sews his own suit, and I guess builds his own 
where does he get the i guess it was he able to build his own web slingers of course don't think about it too much <laughs> yes and he gets a shitty apartment so like this the only complaint with the Tom Holland MCU that I've ever seen is the Iron Manification of Spider-Man, which doesn't feel like the comic book Spider-Man. But that's over. Like we he's now just have in fucking Leo. He's just in fucking unitard. He's in a fucking red and blue, and the blue really popped. By the yeah. way, mm-hmm. he's just in a red and blue leotard. He's got no fucking money. He's, he's got, got no. And there was no cup. There was no jock strap. That unitard, you could see the full outline of his penis. I mean, I imagine mm-hmm. they didn't show it, but this is just what I'm picturing. They didn't show it, but in my head, yeah. I, yeah. Um, it, it just taking Spider-Man to... I'm just, I love that he signed on for three more movies because now we're going to get... Well, let's get in... Because before I... To talk about that, we need to talk about the next... The next thing. Because I... Did you not think that the end of Venom was Spider-Man being sucked into the Sony universe and this No Way No, home, I didn't think that. I felt No Way Home it was cutting him off and Spider-Man was now just going to be in Sony. No. This is what I felt that they were I was afraid going. of that, but that's not that's not what is happening. Well, in I fact, know the opposite. The opposite is happening, but I but it was never officially stated what was happening and i always assumed the worst so i always assumed it was like uh now spider-man's just going to be in the venom world with morbius and all that yeah no me too me too and like when i saw keaton michael keaton is in the morbius trailer which is no i hate that shit i hate that which i guess maybe that's just a different dimension of him because yeah it's like another it's a variant in in the post yes yes in the post-credit scene we fucking Uh. see fucking tom hardy venom is there in this new world and then he disappears so when he showed up at the end of venom he came into the mcu universe yes and when he left not all of him disappeared basically what happened is they they acknowledged tom hardy venom as soon as that fucking venom voice started like eddie stop talking i'm like i hate this this doesn't fit. It is so stupid. Please do not have Tom Hardy Venom part of the MCU, which is what I thought was about to happen. And then they threw him away like the trash he is. And I but left <laughs> talk a about piece cheering. of the I symbiote, cheered. but left a piece of the symbiote. Yep. Which means we're going to get an actually good Venom in the MCU. And all of that is so amazing. Exciting. However, explain away it, Brett. I will. Tom Ready? Hardy doesn't know who the fuck Peter Parker is as Spider-Man. But Topher Grace Venom does, and so the spell just confused them. No. All right. Nah, nah. Then then why isn't... No. All right. You, that's, you're really pulling strings there. It pulled in Venom, and it just pulled in the wrong Venom. It was it, the, the spell went horribly awry, Evil Jeff. <laughs> I will say that part was the only, like, hmm... Yeah, uh-huh. I know, but uh, but they threw away trash venom. Thank God. They're Thank not God. making another one. No, <laughs> we're done. We are done with you. Uh, 
Go away, Sonyverse. That Morbius trailer, it's garbage. Oh, it like so bad. It's Watching, garbage. Like first of all, I hate I hate Jared Leto. I hate Jared. I hate He's Jared a Leto. Garbage pre- pre- person. Garbage person. And him trying to do like funny quips. I'm like, I cut my eyelids off. Does not work. But like also like oh. I am a man who went through a thing and now I'm discovering my powers. I can do this. I can do this. I can do like, what the fuck? Is this a superhero movie from 25 years yeah. ago? I'm fuck Batman. I'm Batman, shit. but I can fly. Basic. Fuck off. Yeah. I don't give a shit. But then at the end credits of this movie, we got a whole ass trailer. A and whole that's why I didn't like that trailer. either. I like the whole revelatory scene and i know it's yeah, like I know. oh i got this big old trailer but i would have rather have had a really interesting scene because that's the vibe of how these end it was weird seeing yeah. like a trailer it a felt trailer. it felt they cheap did. it felt cheap it did yeah um but what i do like is it's clear that thank god this is not going to be about crazy wanda give me my kids ah. no she chill she cool. Oh, I don't think she she's going to stay chill. No, she won't. She'll see the kids. And she's like, going to see the kids and then she's going to become the villain because she's going to be like, oh, I'm bringing these kids back. And he's like, you can. And she's like, oh, I don't think you got a choice oh, in this. Bish. The thing that I found interesting is that Loki is said he's going to be in that movie. Yeah. But he was not in that trailer. <gasps> they got to save some surprises for the next trailer. But you know who was in the trailer? America Chavez. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, the other thing that Joe, my boyfriend, was mad about is he was like, he he got mad that they only mentioned Miles Morales is like, there should be a black Spider-Man. Yeah. And he would he wanted there to be um, an Into the Spider-Verse reference. Okay. And I was like, you can't have everything. Calm down. <laughs> you know what did have everything? What? 2021. <laughs> oh, that's right. Let's uh, cue some Oscar music in the background. <gasps> oh, beautiful. Beautiful. I love award season, don't you? Yes, I do. And this time, uh, Brett and I are going to go over what we thought was the best and a few things of the worst of 2021. Some things we just have one, some things we might have three, some things we might have five. There's no fucking rules that we're going to play by. We're just doing what we No we're, rules, what, just if categories. If we want to talk about it, we're going to fucking talk about it. Okay. God. Um, well, I think we should start with one that falls quite nicely out of the conversation we just had. Um, our first award of the evening is our favorite superhero fantasy or sci-fi movie. At All least right. our top How three. How many do you have? I just rec- I have three. I have three. Well, no, I have now four because I just recently had to add one. Okay. Um. So let's. I have four also. Okay. I can. I can do four. Okay. So let's start with number four. What do you have for number four? Number four is Dune. I have Dune as well. Great movie. Yay! Amazing, amazing. I mean, it's it should be number one, but it's not Marvel, and this is a Marvel show. So. <laughs> My number one movie isn't a Marvel movie. Uh oh. Ooh. Okay. What's your okay. number? What's your number three? My number three is the beautifully heartfelt adventure starring Scarlett Johansson and Florence Pugh, Black Widow. Black Widow. Mine is the beautiful adventures of one Simu Liu, uh, Shang-Chi. 
Well, wouldn't you know, Evil Jeff, that Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is my number two? Oh, wow. Best superhero That's movie? your number two. My number two is a little movie we just talked ad hoc about, uh, No Way Home. Really? Because that's my number one. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you, can't, you can't have Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and Tobey Maguire in the same movie and not have it be my number one. And so. that's the thing is I'm actually, that one, nostalgia, it tugged at my heartstrings, but just sheer quality of a movie. Sorry, my number one is The Suicide Squad. Oh, very good. It is one of the best movies made this year. It was fantastic, flawless, a perfect movie. And so I put that at my number one. James Gunn, your your query is in the mail. Yes. Um, well, screens don't need to be that big. Evil Jeff, you know, sometimes a smaller screen is is, is entertaining as well. And so why don't we talk about our favorite um, superhero fantasy and sci-fi TV shows of 2021? How many do you have? I've got, um, I could arguably do four. Okay, I have six. Oh my God. Well, then why don't you just rattle off your, <laughs> your, your six and five? Okay, so number six is a movie, a, a TV show. I don't even think I talked about it. It is a K drama called Yumi's Cells. Oh. And it is, I'm putting in the sci fi because half of the movie is, half of the show is animated. And because it, it goes inside the cells, it's kind of like inside out. So okay, it's basically nice. like a K-drama inside out of a girl falling in love with a guy and it goes inside each of their brains and it's animated of like what they are thinking and doing. And it is the most like sad, heartfelt, romantic thing. It's just so sweet and so wonderful. And I had to give it a shout out. Nice. And then for, wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, six. Okay, so number five Yep. I put The Nevers. Oh, The Nevers. That would be my number five as well. The Joss Whedon show with the kind of, um, I would say half, after the finale, it's like half Victorian, half futuristic ladies with powers show. And it was just so much fun to watch. And I know Joss Whedon is canceled, but I think they are renewing the show without him. And it's just going to be his right-hand lady. What was her name? Jane? Epstein. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so that great, great. If you haven't watched it, please watch it. So now it's fantastic. It's on HBO Max. So now we are on to number four. And at number I've, four, I have a little show called Doom Patrol. What do you have? Oh, uh, my number four is a little show called Loki. Loki? What? Very odd, very weird. Very, very weird, weird, very odd. I have it, my number three, I have a show called Loki. Oh, well, I have a show called Doom Patrol. <laughs> See, this is where, like, they're both, like, beautifully absurd TV shows. Yes. But if one skews a little bit into Grant Morrison land, that one's going to take the top prize. Exactly. Okay. I, that, fair enough, fair enough. Um, I think just for me... Um, the whole, all of the alternate, um, the variant Lokis is what gave it over Doom Patrol for me. Yeah, I think for me, it's the ensemble. I, um, it's the cast of Doom Patrol that tipped it over, yeah. over Loki. Yep. And I don't hate you for it. I Well, that's totally a valid Hey, <laughs> thanks. Michelle Gomez, you know? Okay, so for number two, do we, I feel like, do we have the same number two and number one? Do we? 
I, I think we're on target, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Bullseye. Two? Two number Hawkeye? two is Hawkeye. Hawkeye's mm-hmm. not even done, but goddamn, it's amazing. But so, goddamn, it's good. This last, <laughs> this last episode, I mean, Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh? God, she's she so was, fucking good. She's, she's so, so fucking good. good. Someone was like, are you being really intense? Because someone was like, I haven't watched... Um, I don't. I don't care about Black Widow. I haven't watched Hawkeye because I heard it's like Black Widowy, and I was like, "You fucking watch it. Florence Pugh is fucking amazing. yeah. She's like the best fucking new character that's been created." <laughs> yep, missing out. You are missing out. And oh, number she's one, so great. we said this early in, the <laughs> in year. January. In, like when this show first premiered, we were like, "Nothing will beat this." This show. is number one. Wandavision. Nothing will ever. WandaVision. Nothing will ever be Wandavision. This is going to be my number one next year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's still uh, WandaVision. WandaVision is a triumph on so many levels. Yes. Not only is it, it is the most emotional, intelligent, well-crafted, well-thought-out of the Marvel shows, but it really also makes you fall in love with sitcoms again, Yeah, which is like, it didn't need to do that, but it did it. And some of the best acting, some of the best characters, some of the best fan oh, service. Oh, we'll, we'll get to that. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. oh yeah. All right. Why don't we get to those performances right now? Why don't we do our favorite performances in our genre TV and movies? All what do you right. say? Sure. Which one do you want to start with? Let's start with TV since we're talking about WandaVision. Okay, yeah, cuz those are my t- I I gave a tie to Elizabeth Olsen and Catherine Hahn. Really? Cuz my top 3 are Paul Bettany, Catherine Hahn, and Elizabeth Olsen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why WandaVision was so powerful. It, yeah. It was the just, performances. The performances were just fucking perfect. And then even add, um, what's her name? Kat. Kat um, Dennings. Kat Dennings. Uh, and uh, Spectrum, Randall Park. Spectrum. Yeah. Tayona Paris. Everyone was amazing. Everyone. And then amazing. even, uh, Pete, what's his name? The guy who won the Emmy for uh, um, Mayor of Easttown. What's his name? Oh, Evan Peters, Evan my Peters. favorite. Just everyone was just so good. So good. All right. Well, we're agreeing yeah. on that. Do we agree the best performance from a movie? I think we, we could. I've got three. Oh, I just got one because this is Florence Pugh. Like Florence Pugh, Florence Pugh, Florence Pugh. Oh, yeah. Florence Pugh is my number one. I'm not throwing Simu Liu in there. Is like, who is, he was amazing. He was great. Who else do you have? I have Simu Liu, and I also have a tie between Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire as my. All right, my you two. know what? All right, I'm going to throw them in there too. All right, I will throw them in there as well. I wrote this out before I saw the movie, so yeah, okay, I agree. Well, before we move into comic books, why don't we talk about kind of the worst um, genre TV and genre movies that came out in 2021? All right, like the real shit stinks. And I'm going to throw this in there. A lot of these things that happened a lot of these that i lead gave to the worst they might not be the worst thing that ever happened but if i couldn't finish it because it was bored or if basically or if it was just the worst if i saw the whole thing and it was the worst that that's how i came to this decision so we're doing tv let's do tv all right so i have two okay and i put which breaks my heart why the last man it is, I did a, too. it is a movie it is a tv show that i have been waiting for 15 years for this yep. to be made into a show and, and i did not care at all and, about it and diane lane 
brilliant. And the girl who's um, what's her name from the Sister of the Traveling Pants, um, and Joan of Arcadia. Oh yeah, yeah. She's really good too. But the other two main leads are not good. Listen, if you can't find a good Yorick, you're screwed. And Yorick sucked. Yorick was terrible. I don't and know who the actor was. Twenty five wasn't him. good either. And three fifty five. Yeah, three fifty five. Yeah. It Although was, that was and that was supposed to be Lashana Lynch. Um, from Captain Marvel and yeah. the upcoming Bond movie, but mm-mm. so mm-mm. unfortunately, that I had to throw in there because it broke my heart that it did that to me. But there is one sci-fi show that went above and beyond of being so horrible, <laughs> and that what? is called the sci-fi show about math, The Foundation. Oh, Foundation was so horrible. Fuck the Foundation. <laughs> yeah. Hello, let's oh have a God. 10 minute scene about should we be doing base power of 10 or base power of 6? I don't oh know what we Lord. should do. Really? How about you fucking have some character development and make me give a shit about a character and stop talking about fucking math problems? So boring. Oh. Um, and kind of boring, you know, typically results in the worst. My worst uh, genre TV show of the year is um, do we remember Jupiter's legacy where we decided to slap an old lady wig on Leslie Bibb and put her in a cape and call it a superhero show? You know what? That one, I'll th- that one, I didn't even, I refused to even watch it. It was so I fucking horrible. Watch it. And but again, yeah, the whole I'm sure thing if I of watch like, should superheroes of it, kill? I like, would put it enough. up on there. Yeah. What a pile of dog shit that was. But not as big a stuffy pile of dog shit as my number one worst superhero fantasy sci-fi movie what? of the year. What? Go fuck yourself forever, Zack Snyder's Justice League. What? Really? I didn't think yeah. it was that bad. I fucking hated it. And I think it has nerve doing what it did. <laughs> Oh, you've got nerve. Four got hours. Nerve. Go fuck yourself. You know why Four I can't do hours. it? Because because I watched them both. Me and Joe watched them both, the movie and the and his version at the same time. And that was so fascinating to compare that I was actually like entertained. But I guess it's true that it wasn't good. No, quite the opposite. It was but I think, but I so didn't full have. Of the, I had an experience where I was almost like doing research watching it. So I entered. Yeah, you myself. turned it into an experience. Yes, yeah, yes. no. I sat there and watched four hours of that goddamn claptrap. <laughs> that pretentious. That is the most pretentious fucking shit I have ever seen in my life. Oh, and I've seen plays. Plays. Um. Did you hear, uh, did I talk about how Joe got into a Twitter war with someone? Oh, God. Over um, uh, the director of Thor The Dark World was like, I want to be able to do this. I want to like be able to make my like longer version of Thor The Dark World because it was like taken away from me and it would have been good. Oh. <laughs> and then... <laughs> and then this and then Joe and this dude got into a fight got into a fight over it. Oh my god. Do you know what happens when you add more shit to shit? You just have a bigger pile of shit. Yeah. Yeah. What was your worst movie? Uh my worst movie? Um Yeah. One This one I made it like 2 minutes in. What? It's called Thunder Force, starring Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer. 
Oh my god, that movie is probably so bad I never watched it. I have this great Octavia Spencer thing, but tell me more about this movie. It's just bad. And it's because whenever Melissa McCarthy, and then I was like, I should have looked up. Melissa McCarthy either does an amazing, funny movie or she does one of her husband's movies. Right. And every time she does one of her husband's movies, it's garbage. And then it was like, like that super intelligence, that super computer movie. I watched that. I watched that one so bad. But this one, yeah, it was just kind of like, it just made no sense. I can't even remember any of the plots because I did not make it far enough in it. It was just like after two jokes that fell flat, I was like, oh, no, I can't. I can't. Mm-mm. That's what happened with me in Supercomputer or whatever. I was like five minutes in. I was yeah. like, what the? I am not the doing this to myself. The only reason I watched more of that is because I was doing something else and it was like on in the background. But the one um, that I tried to watch and I maybe made it halfway through until I was like, oh, this is painful, is Tom Holland. And... What's her name? Oh, the Daisy Ridley one? Daisy Ridley in Chaos Oh, what's that? Walking. Chaos Walking. Oh, that looks horrible. It was, and that was shelved for a while? Yes, and it should have been shelved forever. Where they were all like had psychic powers. It was very actually oh. like um, Wheel of Time, which I, I haven't watched enough of that yet for me to decide whether I liked it or hated it yet. Um, it's still kind of interesting. I'm a little on the fence with it. But it was definitely a very thing where it was like there's one town where all of the women were murdered and there's only men and all the men have psychic powers and then Daisy really shows up. But she has psychic powers. And the way the psychic powers, it's a very like Psylocke fart, like fart around your head whenever they're using their psychic powers. And oh, like Jonas God. is in it. But it was just like hard to follow. It was boring. It was just bad. It was yeah. bad. I recently tried to watch what is that Valerian like the Dane DeHaan and the um, what's her, the lesbian with the eyebrows who's really pretty she was in the the first Suicide Squad yes yes Cara Delevingne Cara Delevingne but I'll tell you um, this first five minutes of that movie breathtaking amazing yeah. beautiful and then you're like and then the actual like, plot of the movie on? starts like I don't know if anyone's not seen Valerian watch the first five minutes of that movie because it literally shows it starts with the first man going into space like real footage and then it keeps fast forwarding through time until it gets past real life and starts going into the future and it starts showing like when we were able to get gravity in space when the first aliens showed up and it's just and it's all done to Major Tom by David uh Oh, Bowie, yeah. By Bowie. And I'm like, oh, and then the actual movie starts and you're like, what is this garbage? Um, Other fun fact about an old movie. I watched the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man a week ago, getting ready for No Way Home. The scene where he signs up for the wrestling match against Macho Man Randy Savage the woman running the registration table who he signs up with and has she's got like a few lines where she's making fun of him like good luck kid Marissa Tomei is Octavia it's Octavia Spencer oh really oh my god that's amazing it's Octavia Spencer I'm oh like, I what? love it I love it worth a watch just for that alone um actually when we got home we put on Amazing Spider-Man uh, all of us like went back to my place they put on Amazing Spider-Man just because I hadn't seen it it was just in the background we were just making fun of it but then we put on the 90s Spider-Man cartoon oh yeah and because I didn't realize the end of it there was a multiverse like Madam Web oh no way and all of the Spider-Mans show up in the Secret Wars and they're fighting the oh. Beyonder and the X-Men the, the X-Men from X-Men. the 90s X-Men show up yeah they're in it and yeah. I was like I forgot about all of this yay Speaking of those X-Men, they're in comic books. Should we venture into our comic book categories? Um, and then are we going to end with the gay ones? 
Or do we want to do I think we end with the gay ones. Okay, okay. Or what do you think? Um, Let's do the gay ones now. Okay. Because there's also like best yeah. binge and entertainer of the year and best queer. We'll save those for like last. Okay, okay. Anything with the word queer in it. Let's do those now. Okay. Okay. All right. So. So we've best queer character in a comic book movie or TV. Um, well, this one is kind of, I mean, I don't want to give it away, but by it's my best comic book character this year. It happens to be gay. So it's the same person. Oh, who? I put destiny. Yes, girl. <laughs> Destiny in Paris. We love her. Yeah, she owned the end of 2021. That is for sure. Who's your favorite queer comic book character? So my favorite queer comic book character, I kind of cheated. And I said Al Ewing's The Guardians of the Galaxy. What? Oh, because everyone was gay in it? Yeah. It's just 10, like 10 gay in It was just like a team of gays. Yeah. It was a team of queers, uh, and we loved to see it. Love it. Yeah. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Wind, W-Y-N-D. Yes, yes. We needed to bring up Wind at some point in the show. I'm glad you did. Um, he was a great character. But how about um, TV? Uh, or TV? This one's TV or movie. Who you have I have one for movie and one for TV. I do, too. So for movie, I, at some point we have to recognize fastest. Uh, that's from who I Eternals. put as well. Absolutely. We cannot recognize the first gay kiss in a Marvel movie. And that may be coming up later in a different category. Okay. Okay. Um, how about uh, TV? In a TV show? I put uh, <laughs> I put our new cemented bisexual character Loki. Oh, I love it! I actually <laughs> I had to um I had to go outside of the parameters of this show and um. Give a shout out to one. I want to give a shout out to um, Curtis from the other two. Um, Carrie Dubeck's gay best friend. Yes. Yes. He's one of my favorites. And my queer character of TV is Josie Tota's Lexi from Save by the Bell. Oh, of course. Uh, she's so good. Yeah. She and just perfect. So perfection. Good. Comedy perfection. I, fin- I finished Save by the Bell and it's just. Isn't the end phenomenal? So fucking good. It's such a tearjerker. It's like happy so tears. Good. Yeah. Um, uh, when Daisy, like when Daisy, um, it's the penultimate episode when she tricks the the traitor guy from Valley into dancing and helping them win to advance into the yeah. competition. Yeah. And she says, I'm as base that as they come, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> how about. Good stuff. How about real life? Who's the best in real life? Real life. life. Listen. When a gay man who is this proudly and overtly gay I think we have dominates <laughs> dominates the world of music and hip hop, like yeah, Little Nas X. Yes, that's who I. Yeah. Have you, I just, did you see his Mari Povich? No. What? Have you seen all of his music videos? I haven't. Did you see "Call Me by Your Name" where he's fucking the devil? Yes, I have. Well, that the I second have. one, the second single he has, he's in a prison. Fully naked. Oh, yeah. Dancing in the yeah, naked. I have. Third I've one, seen that which with that Jack song Marlo. is all over the radio right now. Uh, somebody yep. to love me. Yep. He's in, He's a football player, has an affair yeah. with a football player, full sex scene in the locker room. But then when he mm-hmm. goes to meet up with the football player, the football player has a girlfriend and the girlfriend has a baby. 
Well, after that music video came out, a few months later, on an episode of Mari, never saying that this isn't real, a real episode of Mari, like a full real episode of Mari, Lil Nas comes out with those two characters from the music video to see if he's really the baby. And they do the whole episode. But then it's like, you are not the father. And then, of course, it's like, but is he sleeping with someone else? And it's like, he is sleeping with someone else. And then Lil Nas is like running away embarrassed. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. Like the the entertainment level that he is capable of. But also Montero, it is it is one of the best albums, if not the best album of the year. And here's the other thing is because these these homophobic black hip hop artists are losing their fucking shit because yeah. they want to come after him saying he's not talented, but you can't because he's fucking good. They want, and, they, and that's the thing is there was like Frank Ocean, but Frank Ocean was very subtle, was never very blatant. Yeah. They he's can, not going to have a major hit. They cannot handle Lil Nas X being like, Oh, not, Oh, you think that guess what? I'm also a fucking bottom bitches. Like they can't right. handle it. Because and they put so much because half of them are gay themselves and on the DL mm-hmm. and they put so much meticulous energy and work into seeming hard. Yeah. And he's the opposite. And yeah. it's so much better. I love people who are yeah, just this- like, he's he's not really even gay. He's just doing it for clout. He's just doing it to like mm-hmm. get famous. And someone's sure. like, okay. um, you do realize he ran the Nicki Minaj fan page before <laughs> right. he was famous. <laughs> right. He was always gay. <laughs> yeah. Also, he's hot as fuck. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of that, I have a best 2020 queer moment. 2021. Mm-hmm. So I have two. One is Lil Nas giving a lap dance to the devil was just yep. chef's kiss. But the other one I want to throw yeah. in there is Cal Penn coming <gasps> out. Yes. Cal Penn coming out like very um, like a gentleman in his, in his memoir. Yes. Now I will say I have always, uh, what's his nuts? The uh, Harold from Harold and Kumar was always the man that I was in love with. John Cho. So I always wish John Cho would have come out, but I will say the fact that they, like, the way I was reading tweets about it and the way John Cho was like, I'm so proud of you. And the fact that they are still, like, best friends. And so John Cho has known this entire time yeah. that he's gay and was just a good friend and kept it a secret the whole time. I'm just like, oh. Amazing. Did, but did you fuck? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> did you? Um, did you let him suck it? <laughs> Mine was Faustus kissing his husband in a Marvel in Eternals. Um, having a gay kiss in a Marvel movie was yeah, that yeah. was big. It's a big, big deal. Yeah, it's All right. a big deal. We also have best queer film. Yes, and I will. What did you choose? I chose Eternals. Oh, okay. Because I mean, that counts. A bit of a stretch. Sure, but I stretched the truth in mine as well because I didn't choose. A movie I chose uh, one of my BLs. I chose oh. a Korean gay soap opera. And I just recommend, last year I recommended Cherry Magic, which was a Japanese gay soap opera where a guy, when if you're a virgin at the age of 30, you get psychic powers and realizes his crush is in love with him. This one, it's not magical or anything, but it's just called Light on Me. Light okay. on Me. And it's a 16-episode show just about kind of like an on-the-spectrum 
um, high school kid who just doesn't have any friends. And he's like, I don't need friends. And mm-hmm. Why would you need friends? And then one day he talks to his teacher and the teacher's like, you should try to make friends. So he's like, I'm going to try and make friends. And so he tries to join like the, you know, the class president club or whatever. Well, like the, was it school? Student council. Student council. That's the word. So he tries to like join student council. And then there's one boy on and he's like, you're not joining because I've, and there's like the, the way he meets the, the one protagonist who hates him is during a, he's carrying Carrying sex ed demonstration model, so he has a bunch of dildos in his hand, and he drops <laughs> one, and the kid picks up. He's like, "Oh, you dropped your dildo!" and trips and falls, and the dildo lands in like in the guy's butt crack <laughs> in front of the whole school. And so then the guy's like, "I hate you, fuck you." And so the whole thing is the guy is like, "I fucking hate you. I hate you. You can't be on student council." But of course, oh, you later when you start this is going. when you start seeing the other side of the story, it's that he's actually has had a crush on him, the silent, quiet guy the whole time. And the, and so it's just this beautiful, like, enemies to lovers love story. Oh, so nice. Sweet. All right. Very sweet. Okay, now the thing that brought us together in the first place. Yes. Comic books. Comic books. What are we going to start How with? do you want to do this? Best comic do book you wanna, I think we should do... Let's do character. Yeah, I've got three. Destiny. Yep. Um, my top three are Erica Slaughter, okay, Miss Emma Frost. I mean, and my Emma number Frost one, is like always a default one. <laughs> I mean, of course, my number even during like the X Men Blue, X Men Gold, I was like Emma Frost, best character. <laughs> <laughs> and my number one character of the year, the the character that probably gave me the most joy and the most laughter throughout the year, Mister Sinister. I didn't put him because he was mine last year. So mm-hmm. I felt like I need to spread the love around. You, you're kind of doing some repeats, Brett. I am. And you're like, but they're good. <laughs> but they're good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all of those are great, but I wanted to give it to the newbie, the new girl on the block. Yes. Irene. What's Irene's last name? Adler. Irene the same Adler. name as the character from Sherlock Holmes, oh, who right, we right, think right. she was. Yes. Destiny. Destiny. How about... Um, best comic moment which i'm yeah, being boring no well this is fun i actually did one from a movie one from a tv show and one from a comic book oh okay i just did destiny walking in an inferno uh, inferno too i'm very amazing. basic it's just inferno is just so good and that's the, inferno deserves a place but that's the thing that really fucking blew my mind there was not a lot of things that like blew my mind that like blew my mind um, my mind was blown when Andrew Garfield walked through that portal in No Way Home. Um, my mind was blown when Empath whispered to Mr. Sinister, Emma says hello. Oh, that was great. And my number one comic moment of the year, it was Agatha all along. Nothing has oh. impacted popular culture. Oh, okay. Like now, moment. if we added for TV, that would have been, that would have also been my choice. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, so good. So good. Um, How what was not best? so good? Oh, wait. Well, let's talk. Should we talk about best comic books? The actual you want to talk about worst first? All right. Let's do the worst, worst comic first. first. Okay. Yeah. Number three. I have three. I have three. They're going to be the same three. Number three. I have a little something called Trial of Magneto. Oh, what fun. So do I. Um, number two, I have a little uh, limited series called <laughs> Children of the Atom. <laughs> Thank you so much. That is my number two as well. 
And number one, I have. Let's say it at the same time. <laughs> one, two, three. X Corp. Oh, X Corp. Oh my God. You know oh, what? you said X Force. said X Force. <gasps> oh, I said X Corp. You know what? You're right, oh. but you know what? You're oh, right. Oh God, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Because right. at least at least X Force has has got fighting in it, not stocks. But you know what? No, but this did you, that last X Force that just happened was all surfers. Oh, and that oh, and now she's gonna surf into a volcano. Mm-mm, I'm sorry. I'm gonna give a tie Bye-bye. to X Force and X Corp. Let's do that. I agree with a you. Tie, tie for number one. Garbage. Garbage. Hopefully, none of you will be around in 2022. However, yes. there were some best comic books of the year. Oh my god! And best comic books of 2021. How many do you have? I have three. I have four. Okay. What's your four? At number four is a book I've never talked about before. <laughs> because in addition to reading sci-fi books, I also read um Yaoi, animated Yaoi. And I also read Manwa, which is the Korean version of it. And there is a book oh. called Semantic Error. And uh, tell me I don't have a type of what I like. It's about a guy on the spectrum in college who so everything, he thing. has to do everything a very certain way. And he has to do uh, um, a group project. But this one guy just never shows up for it. So he takes his name off of it. And that guy fails and has to come back to school the next year. And this guy is like the most popular guy on campus. And because this dude fucked up his his life and he couldn't graduate, he's decided to make his life a living hell. And guess what? They fall in love. Oh, you certainly have a type. Although they haven't fallen in love yet. Right now, they've just decided to have sex. So now they're just fucking. But they have, but the one's in love, and the and the other guy isn't fully in love yet. But it's really the tension between it is just, mwah, it's just pot boiling, mm, sexy, oh, and they're drawn really, really sexy. At, love it. Um, number three. Yeah. I have wind. W y n d. That's my number three too. Yay! Yay! Are we gonna have the same top three? I don't know. Maybe, oh maybe my not. goodness! Yeah, Wind is just—it's a—it's a queer fairy tale by our current favorite comic book writer and James Tinney in the Fourth, and it is so enjoyable and so lovely, and what a nice surprise this year. My um, number two is a book that is sadly no longer with us. Um, however, X Factor. While you were a thing, you were quite a thing. I X Factor would be my number four. I thought X, wait, when did X Factor end? In 21. In 21? Okay. I think yeah, I we still had Siren in that's the right, in that's early right. 21. Um, I think, uh, oh, because X Factor ended right at the Hellfire Gala. Yeah. Yes. I put um, Hellions. Ooh. My, what are we on? Number two? Two, yeah. yeah. Hellions was my number two. I mean, it's just, I mean, okay. what else do I have to say? It's amazing. It's Yeah, well, amazing. I, I, can do, I can literally do you one better. Hellions was my best comic book of the year. Well, okay, but it wasn't fucking Inferno, and that had to be. That's better. true. That's true. That's true. It's, the, it's literally the guy who started it all, this new X-Men run. It's, it's just going back. It's like, it's like I feel like I'm reading Powers of Ten. 
House of X again is just take me back. I just, Inferno is my number one. Congratulations to Inferno and Hellions. Oh, so you good. Both, you both invoke hell imagery, and yes. we like that. So we've got two categories left. Uh, we've got Best Binge and Entertainer of the Year, taking us back to the screen. I mean, I think a comic book could be a Best Binge as well. I think that's true, too. Problem you know? is, is, most comic books, I'm not binging. I'm just right. reading them as they come out. Right. I would say best binge for me would be Semantic Error because I was I found it and it was like 30 episodes in and I read it all in one evening. Oh, fantastic. Um, but what... Uh, and that's the other thing is I'm not... For binge, I'm not counting things that I'm watching week to week. I'm counting things... Oh. I'm counting things that I binged. Oh, because I've gone back and binged them once they were all then dropped, that and that's why mine's WandaVision. Oh, I would say that counts. I have not actually gone back and watched WandaVision yet. Oh, okay. Best binge WandaVision. I have a few. Okay. One, I stayed up till 3.30 in the morning watching it. <laughs> Never have <Yeah>. I ever. <laughs> oh, God, it's so good. It's so good. Oh, Never Have I Ever is definitely one of the highlights of the year. Another binge. I fucking love that show. I recommend. It's on Paramount Paramount TV, Why Women Kill. Oh, okay. The next one is, yes, I am going to give some people some. These are, let's go into the world of... Thai BLs, some Thai gay soap operas. First one is by GMMTV. It is called Fish Upon the Sky. And it is a sweet college story of of a dude is in love with another guy, but the guy's best friend is in love with him. It's like a love triangle. And Mm. it's just just so light and fluffy and sweet. I watched it all in a row. And then the other one is one that I highly recommend to everyone. It's called it's it's a there's two seasons the first season is called i told sunset about you and the second season is called i promised you the moon it is shot beautifully it is the most heartbreakingly heart-wrenchingly it does i will give it away it has happy endings both seasons both seasons do end in happily but all the leading up to the happiness there is so much pain and suffering but it is basically just a story of two boys that were best friends and then became mortal enemies and then became best friends and then became lovers and then became mortal enemies <laughs> and then became oh. and it's like it literally is a fucking it's a fucking thunderstorm of a relationship and that one I fucking watched and cried all in a row oh my god i told sunset about you oh what a title Anyway, that brings us to our entertainer of the year. And I had to give it a tie. <gasps> because All right, yours is going to be more dramatic. Well, one is going to be Lil Nas X. I have to. Yes, 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 he yes. The, he's a, the epitome of entertainment. Yeah. The other one is the best performance. The person who I'm just like, you are the future of everything. It is Florence Pugh. Sorry. I was going to put Florence Pugh. Um, but then I thought, while Florence Pugh was great, she didn't sing a song that took the world by storm, nor did she play Joe in the live in front of the studio audience facts of life. So I gave my entertainer of the year to Catherine Hahn. Okay. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Good stuff. Oh, oh, and all of that of happened in 2021. Another year. Another year went by and we are getting Remember old. it? 
Old, God, yeah, or er, older, yeah. I know, I know. But what fun! What a journey life is. Well, thank you so much, everybody. That was an epic episode. Wouldn't you agree, Evil Jeff? It was okay. It was yeah, okay. Right. It was okay. Do you know what that's from? Um, He's no. okay. Oh no, it's familiar. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes. Columbia when she sees Rocky yeah. for the first time. Yeah. I didn't He's make okay. him for you. <laughs> um everyone, thank you so much for hanging in through this really difficult year. Um hopefully we brought a little bit of sunshine, a little bit of splashback, and made you a little horny in the process. Mm. And made you laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. Um, and also gave you something to do while you were listening to in not listening to other better comic book podcasts. <laughs> Cause we're the best one, which might not be true, but I'm going to say that because my therapist wants me to work on my confidence. Listen, do you know what I thought the best podcast of 2021 was? What? Comic book queers legacy. How Yay. about that? I may be biased. <laughs> um, seriously, listeners, thank you so, so much. Everyone who sent us messages and, retweeted us and, and engaged with us in any way, shape, or form. Everyone we fucked, obviously. Um, thank you so much for making it such a great year. Hopefully there are many more years to come. Um, I know I wish everyone a happy holidays and a happy new year. How about you, Evil Jeff? You all can go suck an egg. No, all uh, right. you'll shoot your eye out. <laughs> bah humbug. God bless us. Everyone. And we will see you in 2022 with brand new episode episodes and hopefully uh no productions will get shut down because of Omicron. Hey. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Happy New Year. Happy holidays. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, by the way, if um, if you do make it to 2022, well, I hate yeah. to break it to you, but that yeah. makes you what? Queer. Queer. Bye.